0: All right, Barry, we've got another minor gun gripe, don't we? Yes, we do. It's not really a gripe as much as it is just a friendly pointer to those that are unversed in the ways of the revolver, correct? That is correct. All right, why don't you fill us in? Okay. One of my pet peeves is somebody who misuses a revolver or mishandles a revolver. People that take a gun like this, a fine Smith & Wesson, spin the cylinder, and then do that Mickey Spillane thing. What you're doing is you're damaging The locking bolt. Hold it still, Barry. Let's see. You're damaging the locking bolt. You can bend the crane. You can do all kind of damage to a revolver by doing it that way. Not a good idea. Now, this is a 500 Magnum. If you'll notice, it's amazing. The locking bolt in this gun is no bigger than in this gun. So if you've got a massive cylinder like this spinning and you slam it shut, it, it, it hits this bolt and stops and it can break this bolt off. This is one gun you certainly do not want to cowboy. When you handle a revolver, you hold it this way to load it and then when you close the cylinder, you close it and you index it to be sure it's properly indexed. Then you're ready. You don't have to cowboy this gun. This gun is a Smith & Wesson thirty-eight. You will notice that the locking bolt in this gun is not much smaller than in this five hundred. Now, this being a lightweight cylinder, if you cowboy this gun, it'll take it more than a big gun like this will. But proper revolver etiquette is you handle a revolver like a professional. When you close the cylinder of a revolver, you, you push against the crane itself, not the cylinder, and then you index it to be sure it's indexed properly. Okay. On a used revolver you want to check several things. You want to check to be sure that the ejector rod is not bent. So you spin it and check the check for any wobble in this rod here. Sometimes this rod will come uh, partially unscrewed and they can't open the cylinder so what they do they push this and they hit the cylinder and that bangs it open and that bends the uh, ejector rod. Whenever you see one that's bent like that, that's what they've done to it. Now, when you buy a used revolver also, you want to check for several things. You want to cock it slowly and be sure that it indexes properly on every every chamber. Cock it very slowly and this gun is still indexing even though it's been cowboyed. Now, you also check the gap right here. You push the cylinder out, and you see if this gap is opened. If this is, they've been cowboying it. This one is not, not too bad. You also check for hammer push-off. Now this one will push off; it's defective. See that? So someone's worked that trigger a little too Somebody's light. Somebody's worked the trigger, and they've cut the, they've cut through the hardened surface of the sear. Now when you pull the trigger of this gun it is, it is extremely light, almost nothing and whenever you do that you always test it for hammer push off. This gun has got to either have a new trigger, new hammer or both or you can cut the spur off and make a double action only out of it Now that way you don't have the, you don't have the single action provision anymore. That's the old school fix. That's the old school fix. Now, I've got a 38 at home and I cut the hammer spur off of it years ago. And it didn't have a problem, I just wanted it cut off. Now here's an example of a uh, Smith & Wesson factory engraved model 29. This gun has uh, never been fired except at the factory. Handle it like you're supposed to. Close it by pushing the crane, indexing the cylinder. This is about a $1,000 revolver. And I I would have a fit if somebody did the Mickey Spillane thing with this gun. We offer a line of refinishing here. We can do dura coating. This is an example of a Colt revolver that we reparkerized. This gun was in pretty bad shape when it came in, but it's in excellent condition now. That's an example of the parkerizing we can do. Now, what colors can we do, Eric? Well, that's a zinc phosphate. We can also do a manganese phosphate, black or gray. Right. I like this color myself. It looks more military to me. It does. This is a prime example of the Smith & Wesson Model 10 that was made uh, probably before 82 because it has a pin in the barrel. They quit pinning them in 82. You don't have find any Smiths with a pin in it after 1982. This gun is virtually unfired. This is a beautiful gun. Beautiful gun. But there again, you always test your revolvers for push-off, so on and so forth. This gun, is tight as it can be, and it's a wonderful, beautiful Smith & Wesson. Now, one of our subscribers was asking about the uh, Q target, the FBI target. This is named after Quantico, where they have the FBI training headquarters. That's why it's called an FBI target, Quantico.